Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Today we discuss about a very important topic, how you can get more revenue, how you can get more revenue from your store visitors. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Z Aganovich. How are you? Very good. Uh, you? For me, it's a big pleasure. How yeah. are you, Anatoly? Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, Wednesday on this day, I always have a positive mindset. And, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of day we have, Monday, Friday, it's better to enjoy the process. So, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, Z, before we start, just tell more about your self-experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this important topic. Yeah, so I happen to be a serial entrepreneur, meaning I started uh, more than a few uh, software startups. My wife would call that slow learner. You know, you need to repeat uh, many times over. Uh, I, I have a team of people who works with me and they inspire me. Uh, over years, we innovated uh, quite a few uh, unique uh, uh, types of technologies. Uh, last two startups were acquired by Rico and Microsoft. So that means that the technology we develop is, is kind of built to last. Uh, e-commerce side, uh, it was evolution. Uh, you know, one business leads you to another one. You, you learn one domain and then you explore the adjacent domain. Uh, we see e-commerce as a place where a lot of different technologies can bring value and also the place where there's a like huge divide in between uh, retailers, people who are focusing all their energy to retail the product and then the need to now support that with a lot of intelligence and uh, data and capability to do it in an automated way. So that's what led us to focus on e-commerce and, and we see uh, a lot of disruptive changes happening as, as we speak that are mm-hmm. forcing retailers to rethink their strategy. So like if you take a look at a 20 year trend of retail business growth, you will see two blips. One was a financial crisis, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And then the other one was COVID. But if you put the straight line In between, you will see that uh, year over year growth in e-commerce business is slowing down. And last year, with many of the clients we have, we saw disappointing results, meaning their bosses expected much bigger growth than they achieved. And some some companies actually didn't grow at all. So that's the long-winded introduction into what we do and how we think. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Okay, you mentioned that you are a serial entrepreneur, you know, and, uh, but you mentioned another word, focus. Can you tell how to focus your attention when you have a few directions? Because, uh, you know, for example, fr- from my experience, it's hard. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, two companies and in these two companies, I have many different projects and sometimes I can lose attention to the uh, to the most important things because of uh, uh, I don't know, it's like I can call Jack of all trades, you know, but uh, uh, I, I'm trying to uh, delegate or neglect some uh, less 
important tasks. So can you tell from your experience how to focus your attention in, in a few directions? Because you mentioned you're a serial entrepreneur. Any insights about that? Yeah, if, if you're asking about how do we create the focus within our company so that uh, we execute, so that uh, yeah. everybody is rowing in the same direction. Uh, you know, there's no silver bullet. It, 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 you know, on one side, you need to be open-minded and continually learn and adapt to marketplace. But then the risk is that you start uh, flip-flopping from left to right to up and down, etc. And, you know, the way we approach it, we, we have a longer-term vision. So we are aligning ourselves all the time to that North Star. And then, you know, on day-to-day -day basis, you, you need to navigate. Sometimes uh, in the middle of uh, your mission, you find out that the architecture or technology you wanted to deploy no longer looks like as promising as it looked before. So you need to correct that uh, course. But uh, next thing is uh, continually communicate to people. Like uh, everybody needs to be on the same page. Like what was yesterday, what we do today, and what's the next thing. So again, uh, it really is, is uh, art more than science, how you keep that focus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I opened your LinkedIn profile. I can see, uh, I like this quote, revenue growth automation for Shopify. Can you tell why Shopify? Why we have many different other CMS, good CMS, WordPress, Wix, mm -hmm. I don't know. Why, why Shopify? Uh, multiple reasons. Uh, uh, it, it is, as you know, the, the largest e-commerce platform in the world and the fastest growing e-commerce platform in the world. Uh, designed in a way that aligns with the ability to develop applications for that platform with all the openness uh, structure and also uh, with the strategy of Shopify to attract technology partners to develop value-add applications to Shopify. So when you combine uh, uh, market opportunity with the uh, you know, platform and Shopify strategy, those intersections motivated us to invest money and develop application for Shopify. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I love automation. You know, for me, it's important to use automation because when you do everything manually, you can uh, lose uh, your, to your competitors. But, uh, you know, I found that automation, uh, you know, um, when you provide automation, you uh, can get not accurate results. So uh, can you tell uh, how to find the balance between automation and manual checking? Because I see when, uh, as you mentioned, that uh, we have no silver bullet, uh, uh, bullet uh, and uh, uh, many people are asking, please help me uh, to find this golden button. I, I, I have no this golden button. I don't know how to find the golden button. But uh, I, I usually use, uh, you know, like uh, automation and manual job. So. Any insights how to find the balance between automation and manual job? Yeah, so you you have a psychology, you have a, a you know data, you you have a mechanics of the process. So the the challenge and opportunity is to create the application that aligns with people's understanding and psychology. So to give you an anecdote. Uh, 
you know, we are using AI to help uh, shoppers find the products effectively on the site. And you would think if you provide the best performing results that uh, merchants would uh, like it and use it. And their first objection was, no, 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 I want to do it my way. So we had to kind of shift back and give them ability to override everything that's being done automatically so that they can control every day exactly what they want to do because they have a brand vision, they, they want to cre create the whatever styles and looks and things that they believe perform better, irrespective of data that we provide. Like we, we measure everything and data tells you how well every component is working. And even when you present them with results that the machine is doing better than you guys, they still want to <laughs> do it their way. And we need to respect that because uh, there is a, uh, uh, invisible brand value, the style, the position in the marketplace. So we need to make a technology to be supporting act, not something that overrides uh, people on the other side. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about how to find that something is wrong or uh, how we can improve the process. For example, now I have some clients, uh, they can tell everything is fine. I can sell, I can get results, but after fixing something, we can double sales or even uh, increase a little bit, but that's okay, you know, uh, uh, for some projects, you know, even if you increase five, 10 percent you can get a lot more revenue. Can you tell how to find the ways what we can improve or uh, update in existing products if something works well? Well, <laughs> That's a $64,000 question. Let me step back and, and first uh, you know, describe the nature of the problem. Like uh, what is it that, that typical merchant online brand is, is facing today? So we see like tectonic plates moving. Uh, one is a shift to mobile shopping. You know, in the past, it was people find something on a mobile, go home and use a desktop to shop. Now, uh, most of the shoppers are using mobile devices. The mis mistake that uh, uh, merchants are making is thinking that uh, mobile shopping is about smaller device. So you create responsive design to cram something you are showing on a big screen to the small screen. Actually, it is different shopper, it's different behavior, it's different psychology, and you need to treat it differently. So just like repackaging content will not solve that, that issue. The next one is uh, social media. And merchants are you know, excited about new source of traffic. And why wouldn't be? Because uh, Google just became single source supplier. And as you know, the cost of paid the search is just like escalating. And then Google turned the lights off. So you no longer know the keywords people use to search and how did they find you? So it, it's, it's like really hard to do business with Google and be profitable. Like we see so many clients, we calculate uh, what's the revenue per visit you're getting from the ads. There's no way you can make money and people are still burning ton of money to you know keep the revenue level there so social media is very exciting and people think it's source of traffic 
for us, social media changed the way how people behave online because mm -hmm. the AI and the way social applications work made it so easy for people to engage and use it. Now, the same billions of people who are using social app, they come to your site and now they need to work hard. They need to search, they need to navigate, they need to sort, they need to filter to spend their money with you. So it is like, how do you extend that easy, intelligent, smooth experience into the e-commerce? That's the next uh, frontier. Then uh, what else you have? You have a headless e-commerce, which is confusing people. You need to have more content, uh, whatever, uh, which is uh, not an easy to implement, as you probably well know. And then you, you have uh, AI that is like now shaking everything. So a lot of, of these forces. So what's the answer? Uh, retailers busy with the day job. Uh, they don't have time to even learn what's changing and what else yeah. they need. So that's mission for us. How can we bring solutions that will fill that gap and, and, and you know, start producing more revenues from the e-commerce sites? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, can you list common mistakes that uh, Shopify uh, store owners have and uh, how to find a better way to fix them? Yeah, so uh, I, I think at, at the highest level is uh, allocation of resources. So still, demand generation dominates, meaning all the attention is how do we bring more visitors to the site? So I think the, the starting point should be how can we better monetize traffic that we are already getting? Because there mm -hmm. is so much of new revenue opportunity if you are able to monetize that traffic. Like uh, we often compare uh, performance on mobile device and performance on the desktop. And typically uh, mobile revenue per visit is like order of magnitude or one half or, you know, of uh, desktop uh, revenue per visit. So this is the same offering you have. Imagine if you can just close that revenue gap, how much in new revenues uh, you can generate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I agree. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I check out a study that shows uh, acquiring new customers cost five times more than retaining existing ones. And you mentioned about that uh, uh, businesses uh, waste a lot of money in marketing, uh, but sometimes we can increase sales with existing traffic. And can you tell uh, how to do it? For example, uh, uh, if we are talking about e-commerce pages, landing pages, uh, what kind of changes uh, is better to provide uh, to these landing pages? Uh, for example, once I got a client, I check out his page and a phone, he, uh, you know, he sells almost all products in one page. You know, uh, but if I open uh, apple.com i can see only iphone i don't see macbook i don't see airport i don't see apple watch anything just apple iphone because iphone is responsible for uh, plus 40 percent of all sales for apple uh, and uh, i see when uh, uh, e-commerce uh, websites are trying to sell almost 
all their products, uh, but customers hate it. Uh, I think simplicity works well. So from your experience, uh, how to simplify content on e-commerce pages to increase sales? Yeah, yeah. so uh, we see two layers of that story. Uh, One Mm -hmm. layer is that generic uh, shopping experience. And and you are mentioning the aspect of pages being overwhelming, you know, too cluttered, too too much uh, content. So, uh, you know, to optimize that side, uh, often uh, running a bunch of A-B tests, or in our case, we can run multivariate uh, tests to determine what you really need on that page. It's like to declutter. Uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, uh, we often say that less is more, less of uh, stuff, call to actions, act, you know, content pieces, information is uh, producing better results than, you know, intuitively people think if I show everything, probability is high that somebody will like something <laughs> and do something. So that's one aspect. You 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 need to create that uh, uh, effective, uh, pleasant uh, stage, that pleasant experience in in general. That appearance can just turn some people off, and they don't want to consider anything. The second layer mm-hmm. is this notion of uh, you know product market fit, uh, which is uh, in e-commerce uh, product visitor fit. You know, you're getting visitor to your site. How do you connect? the right product with the right audience at the right time. So you need to have a both sides. You need to have a, a you know, product visitor fit, which is typically some kind of product discovery <clears throat> capability, personalization, uh, uh, product recommendations that navigate a visitor to the right product, uh, which then leads to a financial outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think user experience is uh, important. It's better to analyze how, uh, what kind of behavior we have on website, on Google Analytics, uh, or similar tools. And uh, let's talk about uh, how to learn customers uh, about personalization. Because, uh, for example, if uh, if I need to take away some content and uh, pay attention to more important content for my customers, I need to know what kind of information they need. So any insights, how to find it? Yeah, so um, this term personalization is probably very confusing term for merchants. Mm -hmm. And often they think we can only personalize to people we know. And then they look at the percentage of returning visitors or returning shoppers, you know, returning customers to their site, which is typically very small number, like three to 5% of all traffic is returning customer. So their thinking is, this is so small, like why would I bother to personalize when I have only audience of, you know, single digit visitors that I can personalize for. So uh, I, I think instead of personalize, it should be persona. So if you start thinking who is buying persona, then you decouple, do you know that person that belongs to that persona or not? And personalization then becomes more on what that persona 
is doing on your site. How is he behaving so that uh, the personalization solution can in real time adapt to that visitor and its behavior and create that uh, most effective product discovery and most effective uh, shopping experience. Mm -hmm. And any practical tips how to learn uh, our buying persona or create buying persona? Because, you know, interesting, like uh, 12 years ago, I uh, set up all Google Ads campaigns myself without uh, creating a buying persona. Um, I used Facebook ads, uh, but, you know, uh, at that time, I paid for click 5-10 cents. Now, today, I need to pay 5 10 Ten dollars, you know, <laughs> to get these clicks. Yeah. Uh, it's um, overpriced today, and yes, uh, we can't invest a dollar to get two dollars back because it's better to. And in marketing, we have this quote: "If you sell to anyone, you sell to no one." So, any insights how to create this buying persona? I mean, like practical tips what to do. Yeah. Yes. So the the challenge in e-commerce is. Probably 90% of visitors who are coming to your site are first-time visitors. Mm -hmm. And you know basically nothing or very little about those people coming. And it, you know, since most of them just never buy, then you have a limited data set on how to deal with these things. So if your attempt is to manually create some kind of segmentation and audience and whatever, uh, you have a black box. There is nothing you, you can do about 90% of uh, all visitors, even more. So the, the new approach, and this is what we follow, is to combine live visitor behavior with the artificial intelligence that would then detect what kind of shopper you are in automated way. Now, the question is what data? Every click on the site, every page view, every product view is some kind of buying signal. So if you are able to take, which is purely metadata, anonymous, or no personal data, it doesn't depend, even if uh, we know you as a shopper, that's very secondary. That's the past, that's the rear view mirror. What matters is what shopper is doing on the site right now. What moves, what clicks, what pages he's viewing. So based on that data, the algorithms are able to determine the preferences and things that uh, they are predicting after each click you should do next. So that's the, uh, like when you marry the advanced technology with the e-commerce data. So Automation is, you don't need to know that. You don't need to do any work. You don't need to be a data scientist or guru or, or psychologist or whatever you need to create, uh, formulate the segmentation and persona. Instead, the data speaks, the data guides, and the algorithms are detecting, using that as input and in real time navigating and providing the best experiences for shoppers. Awesome, awesome. And uh, can you tell how you use AI? I mean, like we have Google Analytics data, how our customers behave on websites. So you unite AI with Google Analytics data or uh, any other insights about that? 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, if we are talking about how everything comes together. So uh, number one, uh, we cannot take credit for what we do 100% ourselves. So we, we partner actually with Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. We stumble into partnership with uh, their machine learning team. The people who develop algorithms used on Amazon Marketplace. And this product for Shopify is collaboration with Amazon to take the same capabilities that Amazon is using itself and make it available for masses of people. The unique aspect of their machine learning and the reason that we partner with them is this ability to use visitor actions as the input into the algorithm. So they spend over 20 years developing that technology. Uh, Now, algorithm itself cannot function. So uh, to provide the right data, right input, we have our own data platform. It's not uh, something to replicate Google. It's something that we needed to use in real time. You cannot use Google data in real time. You can read it after the fact. uh, At the end of the day, when they summarize data, you can read it. But we need it right then and there. And somebody clicks that we have access to that click and that we have access to all parameters, like same as Google, you need sources, devices, the geolocation, the the places, all of this is like context. It's relevant that goes into the algorithm that then follows the shopper and makes the best possible outcomes out of every action that shopper is taking. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, see, I'm interested about uh, new products, uh, new project, new website that have no customers, that have no data. How to uh, mm-hmm. then to create this buying persona and uh, yeah, set up automation process? Yeah, so you, you have a, a wide spectrum of things that people can do to improve uh, outcomes on their, their site. So when we are talking about uh, this high level personalization, that comes into the play when you have a little bit more of business. I, I would say more than a million dollars in revenues, more than 50 products that you are selling when it comes to just the product recommendation side. But even if you are smaller merchant, uh, you want to upsell, you want to cross sell, you want to discount all of these things can have more intelligence. They, they can be done in more effective way. So like uh, uh, we often see uh, people just blindly giving 20% discount on every product. Do you need to discount every product? Some products are selling well. So why would you cannibalize your own uh, margin? Or you have a high inventory items that you, you need to get rid of. So you can basically automate that process where you are discounting only products that uh, need to be discounted, you know, based on demand and also based on the inventory status. But Mm -hmm. again, for full disclosure, the highest value of what we do is uh, to merchants who are larger. Like once you start doing more business, then as you mentioned in the beginning, the small percentage improvement translates to, you know, a lot of money that goes directly to your bottom line. Like uh, you already have a sunk cost of doing business. So if you have a 10% increase in something, 
you know, it's it's going to your profit. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, I think priorities are important. I remember Bill Gates once replied to the uh, question about his methods of selling something. And he told, for example, if he has product A and product B, after investing X amount of money to product A and product B, if product B sells two times more, the second time he will invest 2x money to product B, ignoring product A, <laughs> because uh, he can get a lot more revenue. But I see when uh, companies uh, keep advertising all products, uh, when you have best-selling products, you can sell faster them. So yeah, I agree. I, li I like it. Okay, see, I have the question about your methods, how to tell your customers uh, about doing something. For example, you know, uh, uh, I check out uh, some information online when consultants or uh, uh, companies that provide services, usually, uh, you know, many companies are busy with many other tasks to develop innovate products, to retain customers. Uh, but when you tell them what to do, uh, in experience, 40% of all recommendations are implemented and 60% are ignored. So can you tell your methods how to transfer data to your customers and uh, highlight that it's important, you know, to increase sales? Um, any tips about that? Yeah, yeah. so this is where this uh, uh, divide, technology divide is so critical for e-commerce companies. Uh, if you are talking technology talk to retailers, then they they don't hear you. They don't uh, translate what potentially is obvious to me and you to something that's you know directly applicable to their store, to the pain point that they have, etc. So, what we decided to do to fill that divide, to to kind of bring high end capabilities to average. Uh, business person, not technology guy, to business person. We repackaged the, the big thing in a lot of small components. We call them growth bots. And we designed each growth bot to address a specific pain point that you might have on your site. So we have like gallery of these growth bots. And if, you know, some people see it as a, oh, I need to better merchandise. So then we have a group of growth bots that enable you to better merchandise. And okay. because it's library and it is in our demo store, you can just go and, and you know, check what, what items you have in library. And then these items are, you know, documented from business person point of view. Like, why would you need this component? How it works? And then how would you use it? And the best of all, we productize it as like micro apps so that most of the time you don't need to do anything other than press the play button and let that bot do its own thing. So what that could be product recommendation, could be upsell, could be cross-sell, could be add-on products, could be premium, uh, you know, follow-up uh, uh, recommendations uh, to what people have done. So the list goes on and on. More you do, more options you start suddenly see that you can automate basically any type of activity on your site could be enriched by these types of uh, uh, you know smart experiences 
Yeah, love it. Yeah, simplicity works well. You know, people love simplicity. You know, okay. I have just two final questions. Uh, the first question uh, for my students. Uh, I mean, like I have some students in my network, and many of them are looking for ways how to learn something new, how to grow. And uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What would you do today to learn more about uh, Shopify automation? Uh, meaning revenue growth automation. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think that the best thing is to get involved and apply some of the growth bots uh, to see them working. So you, you can apply them on a, a, you know, your demo store just to see physically how things come together. But then as you are applying that, it is uh, to connect with customers, to see specifically on their site. So if you are, let's say, agency and service provider, uh, we, we have a rich data analytics that enables you to see now where in typical e-commerce site, you have a kinks in the experience, kinks in the, in the flow, in the sales funnel, in the user buying experience that prevents those companies to accomplish more. And that data becomes a, a like data pointer to select growth bots that can be applied to that area so that you can enhance and improve uh, that section of the experience. Now, level deeper is to better understand data. Yeah, and you can, you can learn more from Google Analytics. You can learn from our own analytics and metrics. And then next level will be to learn more about uh, AI types of algorithms and, and capabilities that they provide. So at each level, you, you're kind of building fitness. You're building uh, uh, professional skills that would be uh, necessary to serve uh, more demanding clients, uh, bigger clients. We see this as a next frontier for e-commerce companies. And uh, you know, after the period of building the infrastructure, like Shopify really consolidated the infrastructure business. So instead of building custom sites and spending a ton of money to host and manage them, you just pay a small fee and you have the best possible e-commerce in a business. Then next level was like designing a best practices site. I think we graduated that phase. And I think the next phase after that is how do you uh, monetize all those investments in the infrastructure and you know design of your site so that you can build brand value and, and revenue growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And the final question. Uh, can you predict the future in Shopify automation? Because many things are coming, I don't know, metaverse, augmented reality. What kind of future will be on Shopify or any other e-commerce platforms uh, from your prediction? Uh, I, I think that number one, uh, intelligence, artificial intelligence will make a dent, will change uh, tremendously how people interact and, and shop on e-commerce site. To, to me, the, the gap between uh, e-commerce experience and social application experience will narrow. You know, right now, those are two different universes. So if I would make uh, one big prediction, it will be that uh, in not so distant future, your e-commerce site will feel 
like your, you know, Facebook or whatever favorite uh, uh, social application you have where basically a shopper, a visitor has to do very little and the machine behind the scene is like just creating next reason to see more, to do more, to buy more on those sites. Versus today, where on the e-commerce, it is the shopper who needs to navigate. It is the shopper who needs to run the search, to filter, to narrow down, work hard basically to spend the money. That thing would change. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Guys, you need to learn more about AI today because in the future, it's a must-have. It's a must-have today even, you know, for many projects. Uh, but uh, in the future, yeah, it's very important. Uh, Z, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you, tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. Yes, yeah, so uh, obviously our company is Avio, which is uh, uh, short for obvious. <laughs> And uh, you, you can find us on, on uh, Shopify as uh, Abio recommend uh, application that would enable Shopify merchants to, you know, try it and, and see if that works for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you can find the link uh, to the website in the description below. You can find a uh, LinkedIn account with the, uh, in the description. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Big pleasure. Love all your valuable insights. Guys, thanks a lot for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.